It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.04% APR for 36 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I'm the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me as always is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. What's up, Keith? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We haven't actually truly exchanged proper pleasantries yet today. Yes. How's your Monday treating you so far? So far, so good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Did you have a nice weekend? I did. Had a friend in from out of town. Do Delightful weekend. Lots of touristy things? No, she, well, she used to live here. Oh, well So then. no touristy things needed. Basically, we just had to go to all her favorite restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the agenda. So you just spent lots of time going from like, all right, so this brunch spot, this yeah. breakfast spot, this lunch spot. We're going to need sushi spot. since we're in LA. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, well, uh, the week is off to a fabulous poptastic start. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we'll be talking about lots of action on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, where Kelly Clarkson scores a big debut straight into the top 10 with Piece by Piece following her emotional performance of the track on American Idol, And Fifth Harmony bows in the top 20 with Work From Home, one of Katie's personal favorite songs. (laughs) And videos. And videos, well, you know, work, work, work. (laughs) Plus, Lady Gaga's Till It Happens To You may have not won an Oscar, but it becomes the diva's latest hit on the Hot 100 as it arrives on the list. Over on the Billboard 200 chart, the 1975 earns its first number one album with its brand new studio album that just came out, and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis debut in the top 10 as well. All that, plus, I'm so excited, we have an interview with the one and only RuPaul. Yes. 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 Yes, queen. 
come through. Um, <laughs> we chatted with the super diva about his new album, Butch Queen, which just came out last week. The latest season of his reality competition series, RuPaul's Drag Race, which premieres tonight, March 7th on Logo. His new game show, Gay for Play, which starts in April. Is that on Logo as well? It's on Logo I'm as well. Super, I really want to watch. I love yeah. game shows. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm it's, in. It's, it's, uh, he'll talk about it on the show, but it's sort of like, it's kind of like a spoof of like various game shows of the past that are very familiar. Amazing. With like a sort of a gay, funny, like cheeky twist. Outstanding. Um, and we talk about all that and more and stay tuned for that. Rue's awesome. Um, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Woo! Hot 100, baby. Yeah, let's get into the pop. I know, really. <laughs> um, and who better than pop star Kelly Clarkson? Her piece-by-piece piece single, which she premiered, or not premiered, but I mean, she she performed it on American Idol on February 25th, and we talked about it a little bit last week. A very emotional performance where not only did she start crying, but so did Keith Urban. Yeah. Um, all, all that positive reaction to the track really paid off well for her. Uh, the song debuts at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 That's this crazy. week. crazy. I know, right? And yeah. she, she actually hasn't had a top 10 hit since 2012. Wow. When uh, Stronger, What Doesn't Kill You, hit number one. Um, so it's amazing what a little bit of crying can do. <laughs> yes. Cause, so, Therapeutic. Pop stars out there, all you have to do is just start crying on TV. <laughs> and it's, it turns into a hit. Um, <laughs> yep, that's all it takes. <laughs> so, so, that's all it takes. That's you, it. <laughs> you don't really need any talent or a voice. You just need to cry on cue. Um, the song sold 210,000 downloads. Um and so we take the sales, plus it's developing airplay because they're working it to radio again. And it streams and add all that up, and it turns into a number eight debut on the Hot 100. That's her 11th top 10 single. Um, her first, as we said, since uh, Stronger hit number one. And it ties Never Again as her highest debut ever on the chart. In fact, Piece by Piece is only her second single, actually, to debut in the top 10. Um I thought it was interesting that the song, um, uh, it's it's not just doing well because of the original version of the song, but it's also doing well because of a, a new version of the song. Yeah, they totally revamped it after that idol performance. Um, the they, original song from the album is uh, is dancey, has like a beat behind it. I was surprised when I heard it the first time. I was like, whoa, not what I was expecting. Yeah, if you heard it for the very first time, like many of us did on the American Idol stage, it was like so stripped down, emotional, acoustic, like, you know. Which makes sense with the lyrics. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, it's totally <laughs> like a little anachronistic to have piece like by the. Piece yeah. walking away and everything's falling apart. Wait, what? Oh. I mean, there's some great examples in music history of songs like that that like you're like dancing to and then you're like, wait, what did they just say? Like, <laughs> what, what am I dancing to right like, now? You just broken up and you're going to kill yourself? What? <laughs> No, no. So she recorded a brand new version of the song that um, she got in the studio right after Idol and did like this, the version that we kind of, uh, you know, came to love yeah. um, from Idol that she wasn't crying quite as much during. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so. it's just, I guess it's the same, the same feel, the same, the same, the same, um, 
uh, or arrangement, the same arrangement, um, except, you know, without the studio, studio audience version, yeah. and her sobbing and missing words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you can buy both versions, which probably is working well for her as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all the versions of the, the track, the original poppy version, plus the new um, revised idol inspired orchestral version, all those versions are being merged together. Right. Um, in our tracking systems at Nielsen and um, at Billboard. So they're all combined into one chart entry. Yeah. Um, and you can actually buy the song uh, on the now the digital deluxe version of her Piece by Piece album. Oh, that's inter- That's smart. They added smart, on it. Smart lady. Yeah. And um, it's also available on her new Piece by Piece remixed album. Okay. Which is not just 18 remixes of Piece by Piece. It's actually um, songs from her Piece by Piece album Remix, okay, but like I think there's like dance versions, live versions. I mean, they they worked quick. Like, <laughs> strike while it's hot. I have to say, it's been a long time since I've had a TV moment like that, where like it immediately made me want to like check the song out. Like yeah. I had never heard it, and like I feel like those are few and far between. Like where you're completely unfamiliar with something, and then all of a sudden you need it, mm-hmm. and this happened. Like it lightning struck. Also, is the power of just the star that Kelly Clarkson is. Totally, she's so she's so magnetic and so you know compelling and yeah. that's why she's the original American Idol. Indeed. Um elsewhere on oh before we move on um the 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 action of the song also helps her album piece by piece um zoom up the Billboard 200. It goes from number 120 to number 6 wow. I believe on the Billboard 200. So yeah, her album does pretty well this wow. week. Wow. Yeah. Go Kelly. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. have happened to a better lady. Go Kelly. We love Kelly. Um, elsewhere on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, Rihanna holds at number one for a third week with work. Um, uh, it's, it's already been well written about on Billboard.com, obviously. But um, I would like to do a Quiz Katie moment. Uh-oh. So those are the best. <laughs> what other number one songs on the Hot 100 have used the word work oh. in their title? And I'll give you a hint. There's only been one other song with work. So there's only one. We're talking about one song. One song. Number one. Yep. Okay. I'm okay. I'm getting. Work. And it's not on her notes. Uh, no. It's no. It is not. <laughs> no. You're like definitely not. Oh, work, huh? And can can we talk about a time frame here? Sixties. Oh wow. Yeah. It's been um, a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Wait, is that it? No. <laughs> um, this was my stained work. We're gonna cut some of this waiting time out. <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> um, um, I can I can give you a hint. It's by a band, okay, um, a very popular band, okay, that's had multiple number one hits. I mean, that makes me think it's going to be like the Beatles. Ding 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 ding. Okay, ding. great. But which Beatles song? Work, work, work. Well, it's not work, work. I, uh, work, work. <laughs> I know that. Oh wow. We can. Oh, we can work it out. We can work it out, man. And I know I've learned from these Quiz Katie segments that the answer is typically the Beatles. Typically. (laughs) (laughs) It went in doubt, the Beatles. Um, Speaking of work, Fifth Harmony score their highest debut yet on the Hot 100 with the number 12 bow of Work From Home. That's a great debut. Yeah. It's actually their, uh, as I just said, their, their highest debut yet. And it ties Worth It as their highest charting single ever. Oh, that's crazy. It shot right to the spot where Worth It peaked. Yeah, I was really hoping that Work From Home would, like, debut at, like, 10 like <laughs> give that top 10 debut top 10 i mean that would be their first top 10 single too but um number 12 is still pretty awesome that's great um the song sold 88,000 downloads in its debut week uh which is their biggest debut sales week for a song and um the hit uh, the hit 
The hit was a big song on streaming services, too. <laughs> the song was a big hit on streaming services, too, um, as it bows at number 13 on the streaming songs chart. Um, also on the Hot 100, Lady Gaga returns to the chart. Till it happens to you becomes her 22nd charting hit on the Billboard Hot 100 as it bows at number 95, which doesn't sound like a very spectacular entry. But for like an Oscar nominated ballad, ballad. from a movie no one saw, yeah. like that's a pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's in the Hot 100. Yeah, they, and, and they're just starting her labels, just starting to sort of officially promote it yeah. as a single. Um, now so, that it had its big performance at the Oscars, and yeah. I guess maybe they were just waiting for the right time and the right platform. Yeah. And there's you know a lot of talk around the uh, the cause of the single and um, the 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 awareness raising of it. Yeah, it's actually the campaign that Joe Biden spoke about in his intro of her at the Oscars called "It's on, it's on us. us." The "It's on Us" campaign saw ten times as many pledges in the week following Lady Gaga's performance than the previous week. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. It did its job. Um, it's Gaga's first song to chart on the list since uh, GUI, Guy, debuted and peaked at number 76 on the April 12th, 2014 chart. Um, and also of note, Gaga co-wrote the track with hit-making songwriter Diane Warren, who inks her first Hot 100 hit hmm. since 2011. Uh, she last visited the chart as the writer of Justin Bieber's Born to Be Somebody in uh, 2011. Um, of course, Diane Warren had her greatest chart success uh, from about like the mid, the mid to late 1980s through about 2000 on the chart, where she was super unstoppable. Um, she wrote zillions of hits like Aerosmith's "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing," Celine Dion's "Because You Loved Me," Cher's "If I Could Turn Back Time," oh, uh, Ace of Bases "Don't Turn Around," and Tony Braxton's "Unbreak My oh, Heart." Man, I do a good Tony Braxton, but I'm not going to do you it. You do? Right now. Do you? <laughs> I think I might have needed to lose a little more of my voice this weekend, though, to get real deep. You gotta get real deep for it. Do you do Unbreak My Heart, or do you do, like... I kind of specifically do Unbreak My Heart. (laughs) Darn it. Why did I even bring it up? Next time we we record the show with cocktails and see what happens. (laughs) Yes, actually, that's way more likely. Um, At a karaoke bar. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Over on the Billboard 200 albums chart, the 1975 debuts at number one with their second album, I Like It When You Sleep. For you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. Katie, I call it I L I W Y S F Y A S B Y U O I. Yeah, yeah, it's easier. That just flows off the tongue so much easier. Um, I want to. I, I don't have an easy way of researching this, but I want to find out if this is like the longest album title to be number one in a while. Ooh, because yeah, did so did the Fiona Apple one go to number one? No, when okay. the pawn hits the something. Oh, because that something, one something. is it takes up the entire al- album cover as just words. We um we abbreviated that on our charts as when the pawn. When the pawn dot 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 dot, 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 dot. Yeah, that's what we did too. Yeah. This one though, this one fits entirely. It also helps that. The band's name, the 1975, is so short. Yes. When you look at the chart, it actually takes up so little space. It actually gives a lot of room for the title. (laughs) So thanks, you guys. Um, The British band has been uh, steadily building in popularity since the release of their self-titled debut full-length album in 2013. Um, The new album, uh, clearly, thanks to all of that momentum with the last album, the new album starts with 108,000 equivalent album units earned. And uh, of which 98,000 were in pure album sales. Uh, Their last album, comparably, took like six months, 26 weeks, actually, to sell 98,000 copies. Wow. So 
Um, but on the flip side, that that album, their self-titled debut, has been a very consistent seller since it came out. Like for the first year, it was selling like a couple thousand copies a week, which yeah. doesn't sound like much. But if you're actually able to keep that consistency and keep discovering fans every week who actually want to spend money on an album, that's amazing. Yeah. And they've actually been able to to do that. And I and that clearly shows this week on the chart. Um, helping push the debut week of the new album uh, was the band's performances on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Um, you, I, I'm, I have to admit, I'm not incredibly super familiar with the 1975. I mean, I know enough about them, but I'm not like super familiar with their work. And I was listening to their new album the other day, and I was, I was kind of pleasantly surprised at like how kind of like poppy it is it's very poppy i mean they're still all they're still kind of an alternative poppy and they're a band to me like whenever i see them perform or i see their videos like they make me f- they've remind me of like an 80s pop rock band mm-hmm. like it's like almost like flock of seagulls or something <laughs> like where well, it's that's like, an interesting comparison yeah. <laughs> well i think it may be matt healy so they're hair. like aha <laughs> matt healy has some really festive hair so maybe that's why i went the band that's maybe why i went to flock of seagulls um but yeah they're it's it's a very throwback sound. It's um, they're super fun. Their music is like super dancey, super fun, and I think that the reason their albums do so well is because every song you hear, like it, you can imagine putting an entire album on at a party, you mm-hmm. know, in the background, and it being like a great party background. It's I've I've also noticed um, just because you know, as we tend to do, we spend a lot of time on social networks because of our jobs. <laughs> um, I've noticed that they've been really like they really have a very active social engagement like I, I don't know how socially engaged the band specifically is but it seems like their fan base is very very active on yeah. social networks especially like tumblr of all places oh really see yeah. you're way more on the tumblr I'm, yeah than I'm, I am. I'm more of a tumblr person <laughs> which which probably means that tumblr's on the way out if if i'm if i'm big on the tumblr that means it's it's on the way out the door um who knows maybe they're really big on snapchat yeah for all we know you're on the snapchat <laughs> i'm sort of on snapchat yeah so like, are you <laughs> i yes we're, we're both technically on snapchat i just we, I, I barely use it we're just trying to tip our toes in the snapchat waters by the time we get onto it it'll be over yeah with. exactly yeah. the day I come on here and talked about how much I love Snapchat, it will be the end of Snapchat. Snapchat has been purchased by MySpace. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, also on uh, the Billboard 200 chart, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis uh, debut in the top 10. Uh, their new album, This Unruly Mess I've Made, debuts at number four with 61,000 units, of which 51,000 are pure album sales. I would like to think that a lot of people probably would have thought that they had a chance at a number one album mm. if you'd asked people like six months ago. Yeah, and especially if you were like, who's going to be number one, Macklemore or the 1975? Like, I think everyone would be like, well, Macklemore, because yeah. I know I can name off four Macklemore songs. Exactly. And I can't name, can't a, name a single 1975 yeah. song. But didn't, look how things go. Didn't, I, it was, you know, I really love Downtown, and they released that back in August. Yeah, well. And so it was a really, really slow burn to get to this album. It kind of makes you wonder if there were had been, and I don't know. I'm just riffing. I, I kind of makes you wonder when Downtown came out, if there was probably the intention to release a album like before Sooner, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Downtown didn't blow up the way they wanted it to. Right. It was still, it was still a, um, 
like a top 20 hit. It was a personal favorite. Uh, <laughs> I really love that song and so, that video. The video is so oh fun. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, but, you know, it, it, it didn't quite uh, set the world on fire. Right. Um, comparably, their last album, The Heist, uh, debuted with 78,000 sales in its first week, whereas the new album does 51,000. Um, and The Heist came before thrift shop and all that stuff blew up right uh, that was just from from their kind of like underground popularity that was about to burst right um so they're in a much different place now you know a million and a half copies of the heist have been sold they had four top 20 hits from the heist and yet the new album doesn't quite explode mm-hmm. um does that mean it's the end of the world no, no. we all not know how this works two. not yeah. for them they're they're gonna be just fine yes um but i think a lot of you know sort of chart watchers might be surprised at the placing of the 1975 versus mclemore totally and ryan lewis this week by the way check out our cover story on mclemore and ryan lewis yeah it's really good there's a lovely uh, i haven't actually read it but there's a lovely photo shoot that accompanies yes it. absolutely quite striking actually um well you know what Katie. I mean, why waste any time? Yes. Let's get to the meat of the show. Well, I mean, we did a lot of meat already. <laughs> um, uh, but it's now time for our guest interview with RuPaul. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I actually went uh, on location to go talk to, to RuPaul. Pop shop on location. Pop shop on location. Um, <laughs> RuPaul was um, doing some press for uh, the new season of Drag Race, plus all of his other uh, stuff. And... Um, Somehow, in about 12 minutes, we talked about his new album, Butch Queen. Butch Queen. It's a great um, name. It's, it's a great name. <laughs> um, the, new, the new season of Drag Race. We talked about um, his new game show, Gay for Play. Uh, we kikied it up a little bit. That just means, you know, like, let's have a kiki. Yes. As Scissor Sisters sang. Yes. It's, it's very, like, we just, you know, kibitz. And, it's the pop shop kiki. It's pop shop kiki. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, DragCon, which is uh, RuPaul's drag convention, which will have its second annual convention at the Los Angeles Convention Center this May. Which Keith was a moderator at last year. I was. We talked about that. Yes. Um, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> we play a game with Ru. Yes. Um, which uh, it's it's kind of drag-themed-ish, sort of. It's right up Ru's alley. Um, but before we get to the interview, Katie and I thought it would be fun if we talked about some of our favorite drag songs. Yes. Because Rue, of course, is queen drag queen. Ultimate The drag ultimate queen. drag queen. Um, and this is a sort of a quick, we're not going to go. We're not going to drag this out. We're not going to drag this out, <laughs> as you might say. Thanks for setting that one up. <laughs> punnily enough. Um, so... And this is not like an authoritative list. It's not ranked or anything. These are just some some favorites you should check out. Um, and feel free to tweet me because I love talking about this because I'm the unofficial drag editor at Billboard.com. Yes. It's becoming more official. I know. I know. It's not It's not on my business card yet. <laughs> yes. We still have business cards. Um, I think, one, check out pretty much anything in RuPaul's own catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, the first album, Supermodel of the World, is, of course, great. It has her, his... And you may be wondering about the pronoun choice here. RuPaul has said before, I don't care what you call me, just call me. Um, so when I say her and his, it's fine, the queen. Yes. Um, uh, Supermodel, You Better Work, which was actually a Hot 100 hit, um, a big dance hit, and probably, you know, I think people would still consider that uh, Ru's sort of iconic or most iconic song. But I think pretty much anything in Ru's catalog is great to check out first. Um, but start with Supermodel. Um, try uh, Cover Girl is great 
the entire Glamazon album, and of course, you know, check out the new Butch Queen album. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. What, what about you, Katie? Well, so I'm woefully unfamiliar with uh, drag culture in Asi- general. Aside from what I've been telling you. <laughs> yes, I've learned a lot from sitting next to Keith at work, but yeah. I have never watched an episode of Drag Race. I do love RuPaul, and I feel like I think of like the Brady Bunch movie when I think of right. RuPaul, which you, is kind of ridiculous. I think, I think, I mean, you enjoy reality competition programming. I think, I you, think I'd probably love it, and it, I'd never seen it. It's like Top Model meets, um, um, meets Project Runway. Oh, see, now and I love both Me- of those things. It's a little bit of American Idol if you can't actually sing, right. just lip sync. <laughs> But, you know, while I'm unfamiliar with uh, drag culture, I'm really familiar with wordplay. So my my first favorite drag song is um, Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. All right. <laughs> You've taken this into a different direction. Well, you know, I, I would imagine there's been a lot of um, Stevie Nicks drag queens that I have can done imagine this. that's true, too. Um because they do have a night of a thousand Stevies, um, I think every year. Really, that yeah. sounds incredible. It's like a big, like sort of Stevie Nicks impersonator convention. I okay, believe. okay, that's I, awesome. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks, if you're listening, but I'm pretty sure it's called. Well, I hope that Stevies. exists. That's, that's great. Well, that's that's a great drag song. <laughs> yeah, and my next one is One Direction, Drag Me Down. You just took this and went with it, didn't you? You just ran. Yes. You just. <laughs> I was asked to pick my three favorite drag songs, so no, I did. No dragging your feet on this one. <laughs> oh, uh, do, do you have a third one? I do have a third. Oh, tell me. Imagine Dragons. Oh, jeez. With the song "It's Time." Well, that's that's a, that's a quality <laughs> drag selection. I, I wonder if any of the boys in Imagine Dragons have done drag. Oh, well, who knows? They, they, they seem like... Uh, we know the boys in One Direction have because they did it in that music video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they See, actually have. It, I think I don't know if Tom Petty has, though. Um, I would say no. Probably not. That does not strike me as a Tom Petty move. He, I mean, he, he's, he's probably pro-drag. Yes. I just don't think he's probably... He's a many-layered man, but I don't think that's one of them. He's probably not endeavored <laughs> on his own. Um, well, I'll briefly mention some of my other ones uh, that are actually of... Drag, actual literal drag, literal drag, not the other drag. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Willem, uh, Willem Belli, uh, uh, who uh, I actually interviewed last year for yeah. Billboard.com. Uh, his new album, Chartistry in Motion. Another incredible title. <laughs> the titles are so great. Um, and uh, pretty much anything that he's done with uh, Vicky Vox and Detox um, uh, and the the AAA girls, Courtney Act in Alaska. Um, they're usually very tongue-in-cheek, very, very um, funny, and also oftentimes they're spoofs of, of familiar pop songs. So uh, he actually had a song called Rupologize, which was a which was a takeoff of Apologize by One Republic and Timbaland. Um, but it was kind of directed at RuPaul. Um, you know, it's too late to Rupologize. <laughs> um, anyway, but, but also uh, Willem has original songs as well, which are very much worth checking out. Um, and I, and there's lots of, I mean, really, every season on this show on Drag Race usually produces a couple drag queens that turn out, like, singles. Some of them are way more notable than others. Yeah. And others are not so notable. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, make sure you stay tuned through this season to see which of the queens turn out their own singles. Um, as an aside... And I don't know if, if, if these entertainers count as traditional drag queens. So I'm, I'm adding them as an asterisk. But um, Sylvester and Divine, because I think Sylvester and Divine never really, and I could be wrong, 
probably categorize themselves as drag queens. Yeah. I think um, Sylvester was just sort of um, flamboyant and um, probably, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's careful. You have to be very careful on how you categorize these entertainers. And I think Divine actually said something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily just a drag queen. Right. Um, that said, if you consider them part of this sort of drag universe, sure. you have to check out Sylvester just in general. Um, start with You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, which mm-hmm. is a disco classic. Um, dance, Disco Heat, and Do You Want a Funk? Do You Want a Funk? It's at, Katie actually knows this it's song. It's in a pivotal scene in Trading Places. Yeah. Where Billy Ray Valentine is throwing a party at his house, and uh, they're playing Do You Want a Funk? It's wow. a great scene. Wow. Um, and, <laughs> and then, of course, check out Divine's Native Love, Step by Step, Slowly I Turn, Step by Step. Come on. That one I'm going to have to check out. I it's, do not know. Um, so, um, now we can move on to our interview with RuPaul. RuPaul! Welcome, RuPaul, to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. How are you? I am so happy to be alive with our 100th episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, God. And a brand new album, which is uh, Butch Queen. You plan this really well where you like to stay really busy, like where you don't sleep for like the course of about six months at the beginning of the year. Well, you know, everybody says that, you know, this is just, I, I like to stay busy. I like to do things. I love creativity. It's really not that, well, you know, I work all the time, but it's not I like. Know I wasn't saying you're on a vacation from June to December. Right, no, no. right. Well, you know, but I think about people like J-Lo, who's, who's got two shows on television, children, a Las Vegas residency. I don't know how she does it. I, how does she do it? And you saw her show in Vegas I recently. saw her show in Vegas, and it was phenomenal. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I, I, lo- I like to stay busy. I like doing things, and I'm, I'm a creative person. So, you know, it just so happens that things come out. Well, we're we're thrilled because, you know, now we get an album almost every year from you, sort of on the nose, yeah. right around when the, the new season starts. Is that fun for you to kind of sync it up, to, to have the two come out at the same time and kind of cross-pollinate, cross-promote the two? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, people, their attention spans are very short. And, you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, and while people are thinking of Drag Race, if you want the full ex- Drag Race experience, I'll have music for you, I'll have t-shirts, I'll have a candy bar if you want. Yeah, You're, you have got... <laughs> a little bit of everything. You got the podcast, the YouTube channel, the t-shirts, the you should have a wig line. Do you have a wig line yet? I don't. I don't. It's something we've always wanted to do, but it's it's really having a connection in China or India. Mm. That's that's the missing link right there is is having someone who who speaks Mandarin perhaps. If you're listening now, Rue is in the market <laughs> I'm for a wig for line. You. Exactly. Wigs by Rue. Um someone now has that website already probably. <laughs> um the new album, Butch Queen, um, comes out, well, it's already, by the time people hear this, it's already come yes, out. Yes, yes. Um, now, I know what the gist of the album is, yeah. but I want you to tell the folks listening, why is it called Butch Queen, and what is the inspiration behind it? Well, it's called Butch Queen because I'm really paying homage to to drag. You know, drag queens are like the Marines of the LGBT movement. You know, we... They, they're armed and loaded? Well, there's that, yeah. too. Uh, but, you know, drag queens... Uh, show up they suit up and they're ready to serve so 
the Butch Queen is really um, uh, paying homage to that. So the, the, the ballroom sort of the scene. The ballroom. It's, it's as if if I had a ball, if I, oh, that's sort of suggestive, isn't it? Um, if, if, you, I, <laughs> if I had a Vogue ball, mm-hmm. um, this album would be the soundtrack to it. What, what is the person, because I fell into a rabbit hole the other week on YouTube where I was watching, I forget the name of it, I think it's Street Star. It's a sort of, it's like voguing battles. Uh-huh. And I don't, right. what is the gentleman called who is like, Calling right the like all right yes up next is so and so yeah dun, 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 that person who that, does he have a name I, I you know there obviously there are several of them but I, I guess it's just the MC the MC or the yeah caller. I don't I don't know it's it's like the it's caller. like a square dance caller you're absolutely right sort of, not it, really. you're absolutely right and it's really fascinating because some are I do my be, my my best job at it but some of them are just phenomenal yeah really amazing it's I I feel like listening to the album is sort of like a, a tiny little history lesson. Uh-huh. It's like you know, educate the children moment, yes. where yes. you because because as much as I would like to think I'm an educated forty year old gay man, uh, there's still tons of stuff I do not yeah. know about my own gay brothers and sisters and elders, and so I think this kind of gives you a sliver, a window into the past, but also it's very present at the same time. Yeah, well, you know, I think of Drag Race that way because you know when I was coming up, I had mentors who taught me about Tennessee Williams and Tallulah Bankhead and Truman Capote and and you know. Uh, Fellini, all that stuff. And that sort of went away at one point for young gay people. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so proud of Drag Race for taking up the slack in that department because so many young kids around the world, in mm-hmm. remote places around the world, get to watch Drag Race and learn about Par- Paris is Burning or, you know, um, uh, Grey Gardens or even... Or- just attitudes toward drag, different yeah. styles of drag. And I think I think people can't forget how important it is that we have a show like Drag Race. Right. Because we can't take for granted that we have a show like that. Well, we can, and history will and, prove and we that we do, but, but you know, somehow we have if maybe if we keep saying it enough, yeah. they'll catch on. But the truth is, you know, um, this is what I love about George Orwell's Animal Farm, is the point of his book is that people forget they forgot why they had a revolution in the first place so the rules started changing people said oh yeah um animals can walk on their hind legs no problem you know but we uh, at drag race and through my music um you know i sort of carry the torch of of the gay movement the drag movement really the uh, the outsider movement the sort of uh expressive uh, you know, really seven, 60s and 70s mm-hmm. mentality. And aside from Drag Race and the new album, you also have the new TV show Gay for Play, which yes. is hosting, which comes out April 11th, which is my birthday. So oh, I'm super extra stoked. Happy birthday. Thanks. And um, what better way to celebrate than by watching a game show hosted by RuPaul? And you also have DragCon coming out. Yes. Well, coming in May. Yeah. I was pleased to be a a pan, not panelist. I I ran a panel. A last stripper? Year. Were you a stripper? Yeah, I was a stripper. Uh-huh. I've, I've 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 let myself go since then. <laughs> no, it was I I moderated the panel with uh, Martha Wash and Linda Clifford. Oh, great! The first ladies of disco. I love it. Well, I was thrilled to be there, and I'm looking forward to it again this year. Do you consider yourself a first lady of disco now? Sure. Uh huh. Sure. An honorary first lady sure. of disco. <laughs> let's yeah, let's go with that. You should. I think you should do a show at Dragon. 
because we haven't seen you perform live in a long time. You know, it's you wouldn't necessarily have to get all up in drag necessarily. Well, with well, last year I I gave the keynote address at mm-hmm. the end of, of of drag drag con, which of course this year is uh, May seventh and eighth at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Thank you for the plug. I forgot the dates. Yeah. Well, we um, last year I think we had fifteen thousand. We are going to more than double that this year. We're in a bigger space. It was so much fun last year. It is so much fun because you know all the fun that drag race is everything you love about drag race mm-hmm. you get to see it live and in person at dragcon all the girls are there and it is so amazing so i was there i was just signing uh autographs and mm. stuff the whole time in my in my booth i'm i'm putting it out to the universe that i would love to see you perform soon i would love to do that too i, I i've been talking about doing that but the thing is I've been so busy with doing the television shows and um, being here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It just makes more sense to stay put. And I have a bigger reach. And then, you know, at one point, uh, you know, you're not as flexible as you used to be, Keith. Uh, Yeah, you know? I know. And you don't, you know, you don't want to jump. I'm not on... asking for death drops in, in like, you know, <laughs> like a miniskirt, Rue. I'm just asking for some live music. Come on. I would love that. I would love. It. I've been talking about it for a long time. It just, it just, we have all these projects going. Are we going to see any more leg from you this season? Because last year we got, finally got leg for the first time in a runway. This was the. That was the. These are the important things. No, it's true. It's true. That was the season of the leg. This se- this season. Um, it's um, the season of the third leg. It's. <laughs> No? I wish. Yeah. From your lips to God's ears. Mm. <laughs> oh, actually, I saw an episode um, the other day where the pit crew, basically, uh, the episode of the third. You know what I'm talking about there? Uh, at one point. Please tell me about the pit crew and their third legs. Well, I'm not, I don't want to give anything away. No, but at one can't. point, the pit crew, I'm going to say that they're playing, uh, one of the pit crew is playing a keyboard. And there's a cutaway to his fingers playing the keyboard. Of course, he's in underwear at the uh, time. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. Um, Is something else playing the keyboard? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Music to my ears, Rue. <laughs> oh, my God. Is the pit crew the same this year? Is it still pit the same? The crew three, is the same. We got the, the three, um, the Neapolitans. Yes. Yes. They're gorgeous. Well, um, we're coming up on the end of our time together, but I want to play a game before we go. Okay. Because I figure you love games. You love pop music. You love divas. I do love games. That's why Gay for Play. You're going to love Gay for Play. It's 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 your it. birthday gift is Gay for Play. Gay for Play is sexy and cheeky and wink wink nod nod, and uh, it is a combination of every game show you've ever <laughs> seen before. So it's Jeopardy, it's Family Feud, it's Hollywood Squares, Match Game, and Deal or No Deal. We've got these sexy dancers, a panel of celebrities and two contestants who have the opportunity to win over $5,000 in cash and prizes. Fabulous cash and prizes. Yes. Well, um, with that, I I believe it's now time to play Category Is Girl (laughs) Groups. Okay. I'm going to give you the first names of the members of popular musical girl groups, knowing you're a fan of games, pop culture, music, etc. This will be just easy. Um, You'll have one minute to guess as many girl groups as possible, or about a minute, whenever Uh that runs out, Uh or whenever someone yells at me onto the side. Uh Um, I'll give you an example to start with, an easy one, and you'll see how this works. Okay. Uh, Ready? Yeah. Florence, Mary, Diana. Supremes. Okay. See, it's easy. Uh-huh. Here we go. Anita, June, Ruth, Bonnie. Pointer sisters. There you go. Nadine, Sarah, Nicola, Kimberly, and Cheryl. Uh, is that um, Fifth Harmony? Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud. Okay. Nona, Sarah, Patty. Uh, LaBelle. Exactly. April, Idalis, 
and Michelle. <laughs> Seduction. There you go. Dawn, Maxine, Cindy, and Terry. That's uh, in, in, on Vogue. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of a tough one. Bernadette, Lorena, Cheryl, Lynn, Robin, and Joyce. That's six? There's six ladies. Is it be- Bewitched? Nope. But they, they might have a meeting in a room. Oh, Climax. There you go. Uh. This one's a trick one. Uh-huh. Farrah, Latavia, uh-huh. Latoya, yeah. Michelle, yes. Kelly, uh-huh. Beyonce. Are they the children of destiny? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Emma, Jerry, Victoria. Oh, the Spice Girls. I was going to say Mel and Mel. Uh-huh. There you go. And the last one, Siobhan. Mutia. Bananarama! Oh, no. Uh. There's another Siobhan. Uh. Siobhan, Mutia, Keisha. Oh, oh, I know. That's um, Sugar Babes. Yep. I was yeah. going to keep going. The other the other three girls in the group. Because uh, I was waiting for you to do Bananarama. They, well, they're on the list. Oh, they are. Okay. D- did you want more? Yeah. Is our minute up? Did uh, I get any? What, not, do, what do I win? I'm being told by the judges that our minute is over <laughs> with. You win. You win. A month's supply of Tic Tacs. Oh, great. I was starving. There are six containers of Tic Tacs, but oh you know, there's my. like 50 million inside each one. It's, it's what every growing diva needs. This is what I, I this is going to feed me for a year. Yeah, well, you know. I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, RuPaul. And make sure to watch the new season of Drag Race starting tonight on Logo. Buy the new album, Butch Queen. Watch for Gay for Play. Go to DragCon. Do all things RuPaul <laughs> as you should. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Thank you again, RuPaul. Ah, so much fun. The legend. The legend, the diva, the one and only supermodel of the world, RuPaul. You better work. Work! (laughs) Work! Um, it is now time. Sorry, it's just, I'm just going to keep giggling about RuPaul. Work! Work! (laughs) Yes. Um, it's time for our chart set of the week. Yes. What do we got? This week in 1987, Beastie Boys' License to Ill became the first rap album to hit number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Yes, indeed, it was the Beastie Boys that gave us our first rap album at number one. Mm. The set jumped to number one on the chart dated March 7th, 1987, and spent a total of seven weeks at number one. Of course, you might be familiar with such songs from it as Brass Monkey and You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. More to party. <laughs> More um, accurately. Fun fact: This was uh, uh, one of two albums. One of the two albums that I that were my first album purchases with my own money. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I owned albums before that, but they were like gifts from my family. Yeah. But uh, the the you fir- didn't ask for license to ill from mom. Oh man! <laughs> I remember when I was playing it once in the house, and she was just like, "Do you know what they're singing about?" <laughs> I was like. What do you mean? There's like a wiffle ball bat and something or other and like a brass monkey? Yeah, what's a brass monkey? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I bought this album and Run DMC's Raising Hell. Oh, wow. You went, that's Rebel Keith. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This totally seems fitting for me, right? Um, The Beasties also later hit number one with Ill Communication, Hello Nasty, Hello Nasty, and To the Five Burrows. (laughs) Also, you know, Hello Nasty is how Nasty Little Man Public Relations uh, answers their phone. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Nasty Little Man, I believe, still does PR for Beastie Boys. That's great. Hello, Nasty. (laughs) That's amazing. 
Um, I think that's it. Have we missed anything? Is that it? Is that it? Did, did, <laughs> did I miss an entire page of the script? Have I got everything? I think that's everything. What a drag. What a We're drag. Done. No, this has been fun. It has been fun. Um, what should we go out on? Oh man, so many choices. Uh, Beastie Boys track. Yeah, let's do Beastie Boys. Mm, which one though? Um, what's got to be from License to Ill? Is Girls from License to Ill? I believe so. Let's do that. <laughs> is, is, can we, is there a clean? Just because I like that little. Girls. Yeah, we can do, it. and then we'll stop it right there. Girls. <laughs> Girls. Yeah, I think it gets a bit too racy. Sorry, editors. We we can do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. At Simple Mobile, you get the no-contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees... No activation fees and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.